Earlier this year, a brother in Christ invited me to a Monday night Bible study uh, led by Kyle Detmers, who's the pastor of Marquette Bible Church. Um, So every Monday night, a group of high schoolers and I go over to Kyle's house, head down to the basement and study the word for a while. And after we're done, we head upstairs and have some dessert. Well, the the reason I go is for the dessert. It's really good. But we get to study the Bible, so it's all good. Um, If I were asked to pick the main thing I've learned from the study so far, um, and really the most important message I'd say that could be learned is that we need to love one another as Christ loved us. Not because we loved God, but because he first loved us. And that message is really the essence of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So if you take your Bibles and turn there, I'm going to be reading the first three verses. And as Pastor Brian has told us before, repetitions often signify the importance of a passage or the main point. So as I read the first three verses, follow along and see and pay attention to any phrases that are repeated in that section of 1 Corinthians 13. Starting at verse 1, it says, If I could speak all the languages of earth and angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. So there's a phrase that's repeated in that section three times. It's, but didn't love others. In other translations, it may say, but have not love or but do not love. And that is the main point that Paul is driving at in this section because Love is the greatest. In fact, he's saying it's so great that without love, you are nothing. So the natural question to ask, if you're nothing without love, then why is love so important? Well, there's two reasons for this. Um, you don't have to turn there, but they're found in First John chapter 4. Um, the first reason, number one, is found in verses 7 through 8. It says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. So the first reason why love is so important, according to 1 John chapter 4, is that it's a sign of a true believer. If you love others, you know God. Therefore, you have the Holy Spirit living in you. Therefore, your soul is saved. And there's nothing else in our lives that is more important than our very souls. If you, you know it says in scripture, if you gain the world but lose your soul, what's the point? There's no point. So reason number one, love is important because it shows us that we're saved. Reason number two is also in 1 John chapter 4 but found in verse 12. It says, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. So the second reason that love is so vital is that through love, we show other believers what God looks like. Because love reflects God's very personality. So love is important because it shows that we're believers 
And then through love, we show other unbelievers what God is like so that they too may be saved. So if this love is so important and it shows us that we're believers and shows others too what God is like, what kind of love is it, you may ask. If you drop down into verse 4 of 1 Corinthians 13, it gives us a pretty clear answer in verses 4 through 7. It says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rather rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. So not only do we get a clear answer of what love is, we also get a clear picture of what love is not. So first of all, starting out, love is patient, and love is kind, and love rejoices in the truth. And what is truth? The truth is God's word. So love rejoices in God's word. And love is hopeful. And love endures through which circumstances? Through every circumstance. Not just the easy ones, not just the fun ones. Through every circumstance. And love is not jealous, nor is love boastful. And love is not proud, nor is it rude. And love does not demand its own way. Just stop right there. Love doesn't demand its own way. I struggle with that quite a bit. I want to do something, and I want to do it how I want, when I want, and other people just have to work around that. But, but that's not love. And anyone who's ever demanded their own way knows very well that when something conflicts with your way, you become very irritable. And that's the next thing that love is not. Love is not irritable. Further, it keeps no record of wrong, which is another way of saying love does not hold a grudge. Love does not rejoice over injustice, nor does it ever give up, nor does love ever lose faith. Of course, none of us are perfect. We're never going to show love perfectly. In fact, we often, oftentimes don't show love. But by God's grace, Jesus Christ showed us the love that we so often fail to show And Jesus demonstrated the most loving act in all of history by coming down to this earth and becoming a human. And the reason that Jesus Christ came to this life, came to this world, was to give his life for who? For his enemies. And that's you and that's me. Jesus Christ came with one purpose, to save those who are against him and those who hated him. And that's me. We know this, for it says in Romans 5.10, For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his Son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his Son. So why are we God's enemies? We're God's enemies because we sin. And the reason Jesus gave his life was that he loved those who hated him. He loved those who were against him, and he loved those who sinned against him. And what kind of love gives up everything for those who hate you, for those who persecute you, for those who don't listen to you. That's God's love. And God's love is patient and kind, rejoicing in the truth and hopeful and enduring through every circumstance. That's the love that saves us from our sinful lives. If only 
we repent and turn to Christ for forgiveness. If you've never made the decision to turn to Christ to forgive you of your sins, you can do that here today. As Miles told us, it's not always easy. And Jesus told us that too. But it's worth it. There's nothing, there's nothing greater in this life than to accept God's love. And you can do that right here. If you decide that you do want to accept this, you can say this prayer in your heart right now. Dear God, I thank you for your grace and love that you displayed through Jesus Christ. I know that I have sinned and that has made me your enemy. But I know that you love me nevertheless and you gave Christ as a sacrifice for my sins. Please forgive me of all my sins and all my wickedness and come into my life to be my Lord. Help me to live the rest of my life for you and thank you for giving me eternal life through Jesus Christ. In his name, amen. Hi, um, I just wanted to give Ryan another round of applause because that was great. Great job. Okay. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who comes from the Father full of grace and truth. When Jesus came down from heaven, he was human. He was God, but he was also human. He was the Word made flesh. When he gave sight to the blind and made the deaf hear, he was human. When he took up our burdens and carried our suffering, he was human. When he was being mocked, he was human. When he was being attacked, he was human. When he chose the hard path over the easy one, he was human. And what is the most human thing to do in that situation? Take the hard path, the easy path. What We don't want conflict in our lives. Why, why would we take the hard path? It has been said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, and that, that is what I would have done. I would have done that. I would have retaliated. But he said, if someone strikes you on the cheek, present to him the other. It has been said, love your friend and hate your enemy, but he loved his enemies. And he prayed for those who persecuted him. Love is forgiving even when the person being forgiven has done nothing to deserve that forgiveness, that love. Love is not judging, even when two people don't agree. Love is loyalty. It's a choice. Love doesn't care that people are messed up. Love dives in the deepest part of our hearts and pulls up that gem of hope that we didn't even know was there. Love is more than the world will ever begin to realize. Love is Jesus Christ. 
Son of the Father, maker of the universe, the Word made flesh, the living one and only God, the only person who will ever fill the hole in your heart, dying on a cross. That bloody Friday afternoon when the people who had loved him cried out for him to die. Their savior. They told him that he would die. This is love. This is the only hope for humanity's brokenness. This is what we live for. Thank you.